Coming to you from the middle of the country, a new voice in politics, a show that is breaking away from the two-party system. In the Middle, with your host, Justin Staten. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Happy Monday to you. Man, my NCAA bracket is totally effed, if you know what I mean. It, it's a disaster. I'm getting smoked right now in our pool, and I don't know if your guys' brackets are the same, but everybody that you thought would win so far as not winning except for like houston and and uh alabama it's been now i haven't watched too many games this weekend because uh we had kind of a busy weekend uh and also i i got uh the cleveland state women's basketball team i got that wrong i watched them play several times this year and i was super pumped for them to go up against villanova and man they got they got beat bad and uh, it was a little sad to watch, but uh, so they're done. Their journey is over, but they still had a great season. And I'm still very proud of them, uh, but man, it was ugly. Villanova put it on them and uh, but you know, they haven't played anybody of that caliber yet. So I get it. I get it. But my men's bracket, probably like most of yours, is complete garbage at this point. And I don't see I don't see me winning the pool this year. But anyway, welcome to the show, everybody. Glad you made it back for another episode. Today we're gonna be talking about Trump is more than likely potentially gonna be arrested tomorrow. I don't know if you guys saw this or not, but we're gonna be talking about that. And I'm also going to close the loop on the legislation to declassify COVID origins. I brought it up in a previous episode. I'm going to talk to you guys about that today. I think I've come to a conclusion as, as to why it got bipartisan support. And then finally, the Biden narrative on all this money that their family got is unraveling quickly. And I'm going to talk to you guys a little bit about that because there is so much still going on behind the scenes with the whole Biden, uh, let's see how Biden Inc. getting paid by foreign countries. And you got to wonder now, is is Biden a foreign agent? And we're going to talk about that on, on today's show. So stick stick around. You're, 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 you're going to want to hear this, I think. <laughs> I don't know. And if if not, I guess turn it off now. But no, seriously, stick around. Uh, but anyway, yeah, guys, uh, welcome to the show. Uh, before we get on to the meat and potatoes, though, as always, please share the show if you got something from it, if it made you laugh, made you think, made you cry, got you fired up, made you mad, made you want to kick me in the nads, then, you know, hey, share the show because, you know, you can open it up for debate, I guess. Uh, but it would mean the world to me. It would also help move it up in the algorithms. And while you're there, leave a comment, feedback review a rating would be awesome uh and don't forget don't forget to hit the subscribe button so if uh if you haven't done so yet make sure to subscribe that way you never miss a show i would greatly appreciate it all right so let's get on with it um it's this trump thing it looks like actually see i'm not even reading my notes guys we're starting we're starting with the legislation to declassify the COVID origin. And so I wanted to make sure I brought this full circle because I brought it up on a previous episode that it was just weird. It was weird to me that Congress had this bipartisan support to 
uh, pass a bill to declassify the, the origins of COVID. So the bill basically instructs the director of the NSA to declassify any information they have on the origin of COVID-19. And it just struck me as weird because normally most things do not get bipartisan support in Congress unless it benefits them, right? The, the congressional members. So after reading through this bill, I kind of come to a conclusion as to why they had bipartisan support, because I'm going to tell you what it does and what it does not do. And I think that's in lies where the rationality for both parties to support this. So this was a bill started in the Senate by Senator Josh Hawley, and it got bipartisan support in the Senate. It got bipartisan support in the House. And here is what the bill does. I'm going to read directly from the bill. So this bill, no later than 90 days after the, after the date of the enactment of this act, the Director of National Intelligence shall, one, declassify any and all information relating to potential links between the Wuhan Institute of Virology and the origins of the coronavirus disease 2019, otherwise known as COVID-19, including activities performed by the Wuhan Institute of Virology with or on behalf of the People's Liberation Army, they're talking about China's uh, army, B, coronavirus research or other related activities performed at the Wuhan Institute of Virology prior to the outbreak of COVID-19, and researchers at the Wuhan Institute of Virology who fell ill in the autumn of 2019, including for any such researcher, the researcher's name, their symptoms, the date of the onset of their symptoms, the researcher's role at the Wuhan Institute of Virology, whether the researcher was involved with or exposed to coronavirus research at the Wuhan Institute of Virology, whether the researcher visited a hospital while they were ill, and finally, a description of any other actions taken by the researcher that may suggest they were experiencing a serious illness at the time. And so to submit to Congress an unclassified report so not materials, I'm going to get to that here in a second, a report that contains all the information described above and only such redactions as the director determines necessary to protect sources and methods. That's always, they always got that, that carve out, that safety valve, if you will. Any, but you can redact anything that protects sources and methods. Well, I mean, you can pretty much make up anything you want and say, oh, well, that protected sources and methods. It's a little sleight of hand trick. But here's the problem with this. It's very here's why it got bipartisan support. Because it's very very specific in nature on what it's trying to do. So of course you can protect or use this as a protection. It can you can use this bill if you're a Democrat or Republican and and agree with it and sign off and say now that you were in favor of declassifying the origins of COVID. Because all this does is look at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. That's it. It doesn't look at whether the United States was funding gain-of-function. It doesn't look at the, the United States' um, reaction and action to the virus. So it, it, it doesn't look at what was our response to the virus, 
None of that. This is only looking at one very specific thing. Did the virus come from Wuhan? And guys, I don't know about you, but to me, COVID is so much bigger. Now, would I like to know where the virus came from? Sure. Would I like to know if it was man-made? Sure. I think we already know the answers to that. But to have it definitively proven, yes, that would be nice. But that's not the whole COVID story. Because if, if we were funding gain-of-function research, specifically at Wuhan, which this bill does not look at, it does not, it, it doesn't look at into that at all. But if we funded gain-of-function, either directly or indirectly, then we, the American people, should know that our government had a hand in creating this virus. We also need to look at our response. What did our government know and when did they know it? You know, what were the stats? Did, did they know that this wasn't as infectious as they claimed it was? Did they know that it wasn't as lethal as they initially claimed it was? I remember here in Ohio, Dr. Amy Acton coming out on TV and saying over a, a million people in Ohio would die. I remember that. That wasn't even close to being the truth. But that's the that's what they initially reported. That was the potential lethality of this virus. And so this bill does not look into any of that. What did we know? When did we know it? Did we fund gain-of-function research? Did any of that funding make it to Wuhan, either directly or indirectly? It looks at none of that. And then our response, was Fauci being honest? Did Fauci benefit? Did Fauci benefit from vaccines, from the mRNA vaccine technology? You know, did we know, did the CDC know more than what they claimed? And it also gives everybody who said that this was, you know, in nature, blah, 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 natural origin, it gives them a pass. Because here's what's going to happen. If it... If they release this stuff, the NSA comes out and says, yep, it looks like definitively it came from Wuhan, from a lab. Well, it's going to give everybody in Congress a pass because they voted for it. So even if they were saying in the beginning, oh, it had a natural origin, a natural origin, it was, it evolved, it came from a wet market in China, they're going to have a pass now because they're going to say, well, yeah. I initially believe that because that's what the science told us. That's what Fauci and these guys told us. But that's why I voted to declassify this so that we could know the truth. Guys, I already know the truth. This is just a scapegoat bill because the NSA is going to come out and they're going to give us a heavily, uh, heavily redacted report that basically says, yeah, based off of all the intelligence we have, it came from the Wuhan lab. That we can't, and mark my words, they'll say it looks like it did, but we can't say with absolute certainty it did. That's what our intelligence tells us. And then everybody who said, oh, no, and who pushed the COVID, COVID nonsense, because they know, guys, they know Congress is not dumb. These political parties are not dumb. They know that the tide is turning against anybody who supported our response to COVID. They know that. So this is their scapegoat bill because it's very, very narrow in its scope. So this is a scapegoat bill. That's all it is. So that all these politicians can point at something and, see, and say, see, 
I supported declassifying the whole COVID narrative. And that's what they'll say. They'll broad stroke it and say that this bill declassified everything there was about COVID. Not true. I just read you the entire bill. That's it in its entirety. It is only looking at the Wuhan lab and the researchers that work there and China's army's uh, place or you know they, where they fit into the story. Like, did, were, were they using it to do research? That's it. That's it. Very narrow focused. So every single one of these politicians in D.C. are going to say, see, I supported a bill to declassify the whole COVID narrative. I supported it. Because why? Because there's an election coming up. There's another cycle coming up. It's a scapegoat bill. Will we get anything out of this? Probably not. We'll get a heavily redacted report that basically says, hey, see, we think it came from the Wuhan lab. I'm not 100% certain, but that's what we think with mild certainty or moderate certainty. That will be what they claim. So I think it's a waste of time. I, I mean, would we like to know definitively? Of course. But I, I just worry that it's a complete and total waste of time. And we're, we're going to get nothing from it. And this bill was designed to do nothing more than to scapegoat everybody's responsibility so that nobody gets held accountable because that's what we do in D.C. It's the only place you can fail up. There is no accountability. And it's, it's sad. But anyway, there it is. That's what I think is going to happen. I think it's uncertain or unfortunate. Um, and we'll see. We'll, we'll see. And mark my words, they're, they're going to use and abuse this, that they supported this. Uh, for political expediency and to not answer any questions going forward because they'll simply be able to say, nah, see, I supported this bill that declassified the origins of COVID and the whole COVID narrative. So clearly I'm all for transparency in the American people knowing everything that we know about COVID. And it's simply not true. Sorry, I had to get a drink of hot coffee. Hope you guys got a hot coffee and you're buckled up because, guys, Trump it could be arrested as early as tomorrow in New York, uh, or at least a arrest warrant may be issued for his arrest in New York. And I don't know if you guys have been paying attention to this, but this DA in New York uh, is using a, about a five-year-old case that has already been passed on on federal prosecutors. It's already been passed up uh, by the Federal Elections Commission. And now this George Soros-funded prosecutor in New York, is his name is Alvin Bragg, and he is trying to bend New York state laws to prosecute Donald Trump on a five-year-old claim that he paid Stormy Daniels hush money uh, back in 2016. Um, so I'm going to give you the details on this thing, but I also want to kind of give you, I'm going to start with my thoughts on this and then jump in, jump into the details. So, and just so you guys know, like I have this, you, you probably just heard what sounded like a glitch. That that was live. I, I have the ability to mute my microphone and sometimes I have to clear my throat or cough. So I do that and I just mute my microphone and then I clear my throat or cough and then I unmute it. 
and it's just a tap of a button. I accidentally tapped my mute button there, so that's why it sounded like I cut out there for a split second. But anyway, now you know, behind the scenes of how one man solo podcast works sometimes. But anyway, I want to kind of give you guys my insight on this. I think it's garbage. I think this is third world country stuff. Like this is this is communistic type of crap where you use the law and you abuse and manipulate the law to punish political rivals. That is all this is. And this is shameful. Whether you like Donald Trump or not should be irrelevant in this situation because, guys, this is an abuse of power. This is an abuse of the law. The, the, and we've been seeing this over and over and over again with Trump, which kind of makes you wonder, like, is Trump really that bad of a person? Right? I mean, think back to when he was in office. How good was our economy? How well was America being run? Were we entangled or embroiled in, in any other conflicts around the world other than drawing down in Iraq and Afghanistan? Now, how good were prices, just consumer prices? It's pretty good. How often was Trump taking the, the bureaucracies and the departments to task? Every day. So was he really that bad of a person or is he this big of a threat to the status quo in Washington, D.C.? I mean, they have thrown everything but the kitchen sink at this guy. Everything. And it's funny because they said they Russia hoax, Russia, Russia, Russia. He's a foreign agent of Russia. The PP uh, tape hoax. I mean, and none of this stuff ended up being true. In fact, it's been proven that not only was it false, but people fabricated these stories like the Steele dossier. It's all been proven to be false. And then they tried to impeach him over the phone call with Zelensky, the Ukrainian president, over a phone call where he was talking about crowd, crowd strike servers in Ukraine and whether or not there was illegal, corrupt activities happening in Ukraine by United States politicians, specifically Joe Biden. Because it is now coming to light. I mean, it's already came to light, but they try to suppress all the stories that Joe Biden is one of the most corrupt politicians to ever serve in America. And he, he managed to get to the White House, even though it is obvious he has been taking, with through his family members, payments from foreign countries, from other countries. But yet they keep going. They want to, nobody wants to talk about Biden, but everybody in DC, everybody everywhere wants to try to get Trump. What are they so afraid of? Is he really that bad of a person? Or is he this big of a danger to the establishment? Think about it. They've thrown everything but the kitchen sink. Guys, there's never been another time in American history where they've tried prosecuting a president and now former president more times than they have Donald Trump. I mean, two impeachments, all the hoax, all the investigations on Capitol Hill where they claimed over and over the Adam shifts, the, the lying Adam shifts over and over again about how they had all this direct evidence that would be coming out soon of Trump's collusion with Russia. And it never 
happened. It never materialized. They never brought evidence, ever. And they're just thinking you're that dumb that you're just going to believe it with no evidence. There was literally no evidence ever brought. Adam Schiff completely lied to the American people. That's why he was kicked off the Intel Committee. Because he kept saying over and over, and he sat on the Intel Committee. So, you know, some gullible Americans are like, well, I mean, this guy sits on the Intel Committee, so he's got to be telling the truth. He has to be, right? No, he wasn't the whole time. He never brought evidence. It never happened. And they think you're that stupid, America, that they can make all these claims on TV, never actually bring the evidence, and you're still going to believe them. It's stupid. And now you've got actual evidence coming out about Biden and his family. Like, legit, they just subpoenaed the Treasury, guys, to get bank records or they subpoenaed this one guy to get bank rep records, which I'll, I'll talk about here in a second. But then they uh, subpoenaed the Treasury for suspicious activity reports that were filed by banks in the name of the Biden family because they were getting suspicious deposits from overseas, primarily from China. And they've released this information. The Treasury has the reports. We've gotten bank records from one of Biden's business acquaintances or attorneys that show deposits coming into bank accounts for Hunter Biden, uh, Ashley Biden, I believe is one of them, which I'll look at the list here in a second. His brother, Jim Biden, or, or uh, what? yeah, Jim Biden, James Biden. I mean, the evidence is there. Like receipts, guys. They're bringing the receipts and they're saying, look, his family was being paid by China. They were getting payments from China. They were getting payments from Russia. So are they, what were those payments for? And, and then you've got, remember the whole classified document thing with Trump? And I, guys, I promise I'm getting back to Trump getting arrested tomorrow. Just stick with me here because this is how absurd it is. Do you remember the classified documents that a sitting president, who has all the prerogative in the world to classify or declassify anything, had classified documents that he is saying he declassified before he left office with him at Mar-a-Lago. The FBI raided Mar-a-Lago, guys. And then a month later, we found out Biden's doing the same thing, except it's worse. Biden was never president of the United States. Biden took classified documents home. They found documents at his home, they found it at his office at the Penn Biden Center, and they found now more documents, boxes of classified documents in Delaware, at the University of Delaware. There were no raids. There were no FBI raids that were all over the news. And he did the same thing, except it's worse because he didn't have the authorization to take classified documents because he cannot classify or declassify any documents. Do you see the double standard? So what were these payments for? Were they for these classified documents? Or for favors if Biden ever got back in office? Have we been pretty soft on China? Seems like it. It's a double standard. And now they're, they've thrown everything but the kitchen sink at Trump. 
everything, guys. And if you can't see that, you are a moron. You just are. And I'm sorry, not sorry for pointing it out. But you just have a skewed perception of reality. They have thrown everything but the kitchen sink at Trump, including this. Because what they're going to try to arrest him for on Tuesday, potentially, is what it's looking like, is for paying off Stormy Daniels like $140,000 for hush money, quote unquote, so that she wouldn't mention any potential affair with Donald Trump. And he used his attorney to pay her $140,000 to be quiet. That's hush money. And, and really, it's blackmail at the end of the day. Hey, pay me money or I'm going to tell everybody we had an affair while you're trying to run for president or whatever. That, that, to me, that sounds like blackmail. But either way, what the charges they're trying to bring him up on were federal election uh, violations. So federal election law violations that they basically used campaign or money from a campaign or tried to uh, obstruct reality from coming out during a federal campaign by paying this woman $140,000. And there, even the federal prosecutors five years ago said, this is light. Like we, There's no proof that he paid her the money as a part of the election, like he could have been blackmailed. He could have paid the money just to keep it quiet for business purposes, for family purposes. You can't connect the dots and say that it was because of the election or that he used election money to do so because all appearances were he used personal money to do so. And so even the federal prosecutors years ago said, we're not going to prosecute this. It's 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 a stretch to say that this is a violation of federal election laws. Because it is. It is just a stretch saying that it's a violation of federal election laws. But then a funny thing happens. They they try to get him on the classified documents. That's going nowhere, right? So you see the pattern? They just keep trying to hammer him with stuff, hammer him with and then this Alvin Braggs in New York gets uh, gets elected as a prosecutor, district attorney, in 2021, so like two years ago, just under two years ago, and immediately starts working on manipulating state law to prosecute Trump for the same thing, for the same Stormy Daniels thing. It's ridiculous. And he is a lefty. He is a George Soros-funded prosecutor. So now he is going to try to arrest Trump. And it's completely political, guys, because federal prosecutors already said there was nothing here. There was nothing to it. But now this guy, this state prosecutor funded by George Soros, came in in 2021 and said, hey, I think there is something here. And it's ridiculous. So now you've got the Speaker of the House saying, you know what, we're going to investigate this because it's obviously political because, guys, they want nothing more than to show Donald Trump in handcuffs on national TV because they will do anything to keep him from getting elected. And they're going to tell you it's because he's a he's a, a Nazi and a Russian agent and all these things, all these things that they probably are, right? 
That's typically how it ends up going is like they're, they, they point the finger at us and you and say you're this. It's really them. You find out they're the racist, right? They're the, the, the bigot and all that. Like it's, it always comes out that way. Some tape surface where they're on video saying the racist crap. That's typically them. But they're going to they're going to say Trump is racist, Trump is all these things and that's why he can never be president. Or maybe it's because he promised to drain the swamp. Maybe that's why and he started actually doing that when he was in office. And that didn't bode well with the establishment in DC. That's why Republicans turned on him. That's why Democrats, that's why every department in the federal government turned on him the intelligence agencies turned on him because guys he was going to upset the apple cart and if you can't see that then i there's no hope for you and and they made him seem like he was this evil even though he was the darling of every liberal and every politician it was on tv and all and everybody wanted to be friends with trump to include oprah and all these then they all turned on him why? He just all of a sudden overnight became racist, guys? Get out of here. Like, seriously? Or because he was going to upset the status quo and blow the lid off a lot of stuff that have been, has been hidden from America for years and years and years. I think it's because he was going to drain the swamp. So anyway, you got this brag, this attorney brag out there saying he's going to prosecute Trump on this stretch at best and arrest him. And what's crazier is this guy already has a record of not prosecuting people and reducing felony crimes down to misdemeanors. That's the crazier part. Since he's been the DA, he has made it a point to not prosecute people. He has made it a point to downgrade felony crimes. Since taking office, he has downgraded approximately 52% of all cases brought before his office. And many of them were reducing felony chargers to misdemeanors. It's crazy. And his predecessor, the, the guy before him, less than 40% of cases were downgraded. So he's taking it up 12% downgrading felony cases. And, and this charge, what like if Trump did pay her hush money, the guys, that's a misdemeanor at best. It is a misdemeanor offense at best. So he's basically trying to take state law and upgrade a misdemeanor to a felony. Now, why would he be doing that? Because it's Trump. Because he's being politically motivated to do that. I mean, this case is pathetic, guys. You know, another reason why it's pathetic is because precedence is being violated as well. You see, swamp rats get different treatment. Trump, the outsider who's never been a politician except to be president one time, gets everything but the kitchen sink thrown at him. Let me give you, you don't believe me? Let me, let me give you some examples. Let me just... Let's talk some examples here. How many, how many people out there remember John Edwards? You guys remember that? Kind of 
got in trouble because he was, you know, having sex with a, uh, well, was it a, was it a pro? No, it wasn't a prostitute. Was it a stripper or was it just some random, was it just some random, I don't remember if it was, if it was a stripper or maybe you guys remember what, what she was, or maybe it was just some girl that he met. But do you remember that story where he got caught paying off this, not only this lady he was having an affair with prior to his presidential election. You guys remember that? Like when he was running for president and he got in trouble because he got caught paying off this woman who he was having an affair with. And not only was he having an affair with her, which, you know, he, he initially denied, if you guys remember that, he initially denied having the affair. And then it came out that not only was he having the affair, but he had a child with her. <laughs> he had an illegitimate child with her. Kind of like debunks your whole denial of having the affair, right? It's kind of a bad situation at that point. It's a really bad situation for John Edwards because you can't, you can't deny it when, you know, you got a kid, right? So, but who do you, I don't know if you guys remember that or not, but with John Edwards, there was a much stronger charge of using campaign funds to cover up his affair. Like, it, because one of his campaign staffers was paying this lady off to be quiet and, and then initially tried to say he was using his own personal money to do it. Do you guys remember that at all? John Edwards, the Democrat, swamp rat. So what ended up happening to John Edwards when it looked like he was actually using campaign funds to pay somebody off that he was having an affair with and had a child with secretly. And what happened to him? Well, he was brought up on five charges, okay? And he was found not guilty at Wong and had a hung trial on the rest. And out of his charges, most of them were reduced. Which is the opposite of what's happening to Trump. It's, it's maybe, maybe a misdemeanor charge, if any charge at all, but they're going to upgrade it to a felony. Doesn't make a lot of sense. Because when John Edwards broke federal election law, when they were using campaign money to actually pay somebody off, which Trump did not, nothing happened. Nothing happened. Even then, the prosecutors were like, this is, this is tough. It's extremely difficult that, you know, paying money to cover up an embarrassing affair was done for election purposes. It, 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 even in the John Edwards case, they were like, this is tough. I mean, that federal prosecution also failed with John Edwards. And there was a much stronger charge of using campaign funds. And it still went away. Not enough? Let me give you another example. The Federal Election Commission fined Hillary Clinton's 2016 campaign and the Democrat National Committee over complaints they violated federal law when they paid expenses for the law firm Perkins Coie when they hired the research firm Fusion GPS to dig up dirt on then-candidate Trump. But all they got was a fine. 
See how this works? Swamp rats get one treatment. Anybody that's willing to keep the status quo in check in Washington, D.C., they get one treatment. You probably never even heard about that. You've probably never even heard that the Federal Election Commission fined Hillary Clinton's campaign over paying the law firm Perkins Coey, who hired GPS to dig up the dirt, and then that's where the Steele dossier ended up coming out, coming from. But you never heard about it. That's a violation of federal election laws. No prosecution, no misdemeanor charges, no felony charges on old Hillary. Just a fine. And if that's not a good enough example, let me give you one more. Former president, and for those of you lefties, former president Barack Obama, the lib savior, was fined $375,000 for campaign reporting violations. One of the largest fines ever doled out by the FEC, the Federal Elections Commission. But guess what? Which would have been a violation of federal election laws, guys. He violated federal election laws. Your Messiah, Barack Obama on the left, for any of you lefties that are still on the fence that the government is solely for the government, and these politicians only work in self-dealings. He was only fined, three hundred, which largest fine ever, $375,000. But he was not arrested. He was not brought up on charges. So Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton, John Edwards, all broke federal election laws. All violated federal election laws. Not one of them was arrested. Do you guys get it yet? But yet, they had the opportunity back during the Mueller investigation to arrest Trump or charge him with federal election law violations. Then, in the federal prosecutors, in the U.S. District Attorney's Office, or not the U.S., the Southern District of New York, said, no, it's too too thin. Like, there's not evidence here that he violated the law. So they didn't prosecute him for it. They didn't charge him then because they knew then it was a light claim. But now here we are in 2023 and Trump may be arrested tomorrow in in New York. I almost said Ohio. Ohio wouldn't do that, I think. I mean, DeWine's a swamp rat, but I don't think he would be that stupid. This is absurd, guys. This is third world country crap. There's precedence of this happening in presidential elections over and over and over. Whether it be reporting violations or irregularities or paying expenses that violate uh, federal election law. And there's actually a precedence of somebody using campaign finances to keep somebody quiet that they had an affair with and, and, and got pregnant, John Edwards. And yet, there's, there's no arrests. You didn't see Hillary Clinton on the news in handcuffs or John Edwards or Barack Obama. So you got this precedence of, of these people violating federal election laws over and over and over again. And I'm sure if we dug deep enough, there's probably violations with Bush too. But tr- yet Trump is the one that we're going to make sure we put in handcuffs on the news. Why? 
You gotta ask why. Because he's racist? Get the F out of here. Because he had mean tweets? Again, get the F out of here. Because he's misogynistic? Bill Clinton, anyone? Get the F out of here. Like, if that's what you think, you're a weak moron who literally buys hook, line, and sinker everything the media tells you and everything your politicians tell you. You're letting them drive the bus of the country you own. It's embarrassing. Or because he was just a crappy president. I remember things being good when he was president. I remember the economy thriving. I remember him funding historically black colleges. No other president before and not after have done that. I remember him creating opportunity zones so inner city areas could get new investments. I remember being energy independent when Trump was in office. I remember not having any new conflicts, not in Ukraine, and there was still a a dispute between Russia and Ukraine when Trump was in office. But Trump or Russia didn't invade, did they? No, because Trump was there. So I see, I remember things being good, and so do you. But because you bought this narrative that Trump, Trump is this racist, misogynistic, homophobic, all these things, white nationalists, Nazi, and they've thrown everything but the kitchen sink and nothing has, has stuck. Why is that? Maybe because it's not true. And there's enough good judges and, and prosecutors out there to go, hey, you may not like the guy. He may up, upset the apple car. He may drain the swamp in D.C., but the laws are the laws. And if he hasn't violated a law, we're not going to prosecute him. But then you've got prosecutors like this numbskull who is funded by a communist, Alvin Bragg in New York, saying, oh, no, I'm going to twist state law to, to make this one stick. It's an abuse of the legal system. It's an abuse of power. It's political. It is 1,000% political. And mark my words, if Donald Trump gets arrested for this, I, I think some other people have said this, and I'm going to call it too. If he gets put in handcuffs over this on national television, mark my words, it will seal his presidency in 2024. He will be reelected in a landslide. It will be the biggest miscalculation on the left's like side in years. It will reelect him because every American is going to see it Because once you put him in handcuffs, once you put him in handcuffs, you got to try him. You got to bring the evidence. You got to bring forth the evidence. And it's going to be public, you morons. Not you guys, not the guys. You guys aren't. Like, I love you guys. I'm talking about the morons in New York, the prosecutor there, the district attorney, who thinks that the minute you put this man in handcuffs, like they, they think, oh, we just need a picture of him in handcuffs. And even if it all goes away, because it will, we've, we've, we've won. Because who's going to elect somebody who was tried in, or uh, put in handcuffs and, and took, taken to jail? Well, a lot of people. 
I mean, ask Nelson Mandela, who spent time in prison. Because they're going to see it for what it is. They're going to see that we have a corrupt system. Because we do. And we're, we're backsliding. I mean, we're sliding into a third world dictatorship. This is un-American. And I think it's going to unravel. And so go ahead. You know, <laughs> arrest him. You're going to guarantee he gets elected as president if you do that. Because once you do that, you got to bring the evidence and it's going to be public and the American people are going to see that it was all for politics. And then you're going to piss him off because the American people still know right from wrong as a whole. We, we got some weird fringe people out there and I get that. But we know right from wrong deep down inside. Political corruption, guys, should not be okay, even if it benefits your side of the equation. And for those of you out there still buying this hook, line, and sinker, you need to really look at your political affiliations because guarantee it's your party pushing the narrative. And there are some Republicans out there too pushing the narrative. So before you go accusing me of being a Republican, just because I'm saying this is bullshit, because it is, there are plenty of Republicans out there saying he should be prosecuted too. Because they don't want him in D.C. again either. Because he doesn't help the status quo. And I'm just pointing out reality. They, they had the, the opportunity to prosecute him or charge him with this back when the Mueller investigation was going on. Because it came up, guys. For those of you that are still asleep and not paying attention, it came up back then. And they said, yeah, it's, it's too thin. Like, it's not... You can't say that this is a violation of federal election law. So they didn't. They didn't charge him with it. Because the evidence is too thin. But now, this guy that just got into the district attorney's office in 2021 thinks he's got enough evidence to twist state law and, and get him on New York state law? Guys, come on. Come on. This is, this is political corruption at its finest. And that's why I'm bringing it up. And it should piss you off because political corruption in America, come on. We're not Russia. We're not China. You know, we're not, you know, East Germany, West Germany back during the, those days. We're, that's not us. This isn't like some third world country where we arrest our political opponents and, and, and get them on trumped-up charges. No pun intended there. This is America. Come on. It's ridiculous. Anyway, Biden narrative is also falling apart. So we've got, and this one I'm going to keep, because there's so much coming out. Like I'm going to bring more to you guys on this. So I'm not going to spend a ton of time on this. I, I just want to catch you up. The, the, the Biden narrative is, it's falling apart. Real, real quick, like real, real fast. So there's been some, so you've got the, the House Oversight Committee that is investigating. You've got this, this Missouri versus Biden lawsuit going on. You still got the Hunter Biden laptop and there's so much coming out, guys. The narrative is like unraveling big time. But the, the biggest thing that came out recently that I want to catch you guys up on is the House Oversight uh, reveals bank records that show Biden associate associate Rob Walker 
used his company, Robinson Walker LLC, to transfer money from Chinese energy company to Hunter Biden, James Biden, Haley Biden. I think I said Michelle Biden or I don't know what I said at the beginning of the show, but it's Haley Biden and an unknown Biden. So they basically subpoenaed these records and they're showing that from 2015 through 2017, Biden family members and their companies received over $1.3 in payments from Rob Walker. Like evidence, guys. They subpoenaed records. They got them. And this Robinson Walker wired money to accounts. And, and so they were escrow accounts at his law firm. And they wired the state Energy HK Limited, a Chinese company, wired $3 million to Robinson Walker. And at the time that they wired the money, his business account had $159,000 in it. The next day, had a million dollars, over a million dollars. And they got a list of these escrow accounts. And so where the money, once it came to Robinson Walker, where did it go from there? Well, 5,000 went to just a unnamed Biden account. Another 25,000 went to an unnamed Biden account. 25,000 went to Haley Biden. 50,000 went to Owasco PC, which was a company of the Bidens. And 100,000 went to First Clearing LLC. That's a problem, guys. That's a problem. So it's coming out. It's coming out fast. And there's more. Another, let's see, 25,000 looks like, and another 15,000. I'm just going down the list and reading it just for your awareness. I'm just going down the list and reading all these transfers into Biden or Biden company accounts. It's crazy. Another 50,000, 100,000, 50. It's right here. It's right here. You guys can Google this stuff. It's real. It's legit. It's not the right or the Republicans, you know, this is not conspiracy theory. These records were subpoenaed and they were turned over. Hey, that's the difference between what Adam Schiff did and said, oh, we've got evidence, but I can't tell you about it because it's classified in nature, but it will come to light that Trump is a Russian asset and colluded with Russia to win the election. It's not like that where evidence actually never materialized because it doesn't exist. Nope, here's actual evidence. Just like recently, the Hunter Biden laptop, which I don't know if you guys know this, but Hunter Biden is now suing, suing the repair shop owner for guess what? Violation of privacy. Which guys, if Hunter Biden is suing the laptop repair guy for violation of privacy that proves the laptop and its contents are real. Cause remember how in the beginning they said it was Russian disinformation. The laptop wasn't even real. Just Russian, Russian disinformation, just, just fake made up stuff. Pictures are faked. The emails are faked. Everything's fake. And now Biden, Hunter Biden, is suing the repair shop for violation of privacy. How can you sue somebody for violation of privacy if the material on the laptop is fake or Russian? 
You can't. So his lawsuit, now suing the repair shop guy, proves everything on that laptop is real. To include all the emails about the business dealings and getting payments at foreign countries and 10% going back to the big guy. Guys, Biden is corrupt. His family is corrupt. He was peddling influence. And now he's the president. He was selling us out, the American people, to enrich him and his family. Now the And there's no doubt about it. We're now getting information showing money coming in, the actual receipts, guys, of the money. It's not conspiracy theory. It's fact. We've got the receipts. We've got the receipts. Money is came in to the Biden family from China, from Ukraine, from Russia. And isn't it crazy how we're now embroiled with Ukraine and, and Russia? And China's just kind of sitting back laughing. I mean, they just flew in this weekend to hang out with Putin. President Xi did. They're just laughing. Why? Because they got Biden by the cojones. He's compromised. So now we know the money's coming in. The question now is, what did you do for the money? And every American should, guys, every American should be wanting to know the answer to this question. What did you do for the money? What did you promise for the money that you got? This should be the biggest story in the last century that a sitting president took money from a foreign country, our largest geopolitical adversary. And nobody's asking, what what did you do for the money? What did you do for the money? If this would have been Trump and they actually had hard evidence, wire transfers, bank account records, escrow account records, he would already be sitting at Leavenworth, breaking big rocks into little rocks. Because Biden's part of the system in the swamp and the corporate media, blind eye. It's all conspiracy theory. No, it's not. Don't buy the bullshit. Anyway, I won't spend, I will keep coming back and telling you guys about this Biden Inc. Uh, corruption because it's, it's horrible, and we should be asking the question. Like, it's there's no doubt money was transferred, folks. Now we got to start asking the question. And and this is just a sliver. There's going to be more. I'm sure there's millions and millions at play here. But it's going to slowly come out, and then the question needs to become: What did you do for the money? <laughs> what What did you do, guys? Nothing is free. People just don't wire each other millions of dollars for nothing. It doesn't work like that. It's not how the sausage is made. That's not reality. It's not the real world. So what'd you do with the money? That should be the next question. And I'll keep you guys up to date on this, but that's all I got for today because I do have to go. I got to get on with the day. I've got to get to work. I appreciate you guys coming back for another episode of In the Middle. And I will be back with you guys again tomorrow. And I cannot wait until then. But until then, guys, hey, have a great American day and take care. All right, guys.